Owning your vision is not a checklist item. It's a practice. It's every day choosing that that's going to be what you move the needle forward on. And with every new interaction that you have, stating that this is my vision and this is how I bring it to life. Hi, my name is Sarah Boss, and you are listening to the What Else Podcast. I'm a chemist turned launch strategist, and I help business owners launch their courses, programs, and products so that they can gain influence and get paid. Owning your own business opens the doors for great freedom and opportunity, but it can also bring a lot of self-doubt, overwhelm, and insecurity. On this podcast, we talk about marketing, analytics, and tactile tips to own a business you love, but we can also talk about life behind the desk. We ask the questions, and then we ask, what else? Because we're just nosy like that. Come join us and our many guests as we leverage our businesses to create the life we dreamed of. Hey guys, welcome to the What Else Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, my client and my very good friend, Hannah Marie Oliva. Today's going to be really different. We're going to be doing something, I'm a little scared because we're going to be doing um, vision casting, goal setting, a really key part of business. I always say that I'm allergic to. <laughs> Hannah knows, like I have a really, I'm, I have difficulty in like setting a vision and setting an intention. This might be surprising to some of you, but for some reason, it makes me very nervous. I think it's because I'm very scatterbrained. I have a lot of ideas and I almost feel like it's opening up the floodgates for all my ideas to just rush in at once. And I have no idea how to manage them. But Hannah is amazing at this. We've done this together. Um, the company, she's built multiple companies that are phenomenal. And she always has a very core vision in mind that she is very good at revisiting. Um, so I know that for me, I'm going to be revisiting this episode and doing this when I'm feeling a little off, when, uh, you know, when business gets a little hard, when business gets to a point where I'm like, this isn't really what I, I remember trying to build. If you're a new entrepreneur, this is fantastic. This is absolutely needed because you need this. I know that you need to set intention. Um, so Hannah's going to teach us how to do that in an organized and amazing fashion. Um, so Hannah, if you could introduce yourself, that would be great. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for this. I feel like this is long overdue, but yeah, my name is Hannah. I, I just turned 27 in 2020 was a roller coaster. It's like when my whole entrepreneurial journey started, but I own two different companies. One is called the modern marketing company where we help small businesses really just amplify their message and bring to life the impact that they want to make. And then our little like baby in the works is called female founded, which is meant to empower specifically women in business kind of bootstrap their way to success. So those are like the two exciting things that are, are on my radar now. And yeah, I'm super excited. I, I feel very strongly about vision and planning and getting your getting to the root of what's exciting to you and like turning that into a business that that works and most importantly makes an impact in people's lives. So I, I couldn't be more pumped to talk about this. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. I'm super nervous. You know this. There was, I'll be honest, guys, like there was this one time I texted Hannah. I was like, can we get on a call just like randomly? And she's like, sure. 
And I was like, hey, okay, so I think I'm I'm trying to envision something, but I have no idea how to do it. And I was like, can you literally just ask me questions to help me organize myself? And she was like, yeah. And it was so good. Like, it was phenomenal. I was like, we have to turn this into a regular exercise. This is definitely selfish because it's something that I know that I want to revisit. Um, but I also think that it's so important and something you guys will really enjoy. So Hannah, you take it away. Um, I'm just going to let this kind of ride how it goes. I think when it comes to, I guess we'll, we'll look at beginner entrepreneurs, right? And how creating a vision is truly like a step that you can't skip out. And I think that when people do tend to go past this, because at the end of the day, it is difficult work. There's nothing really tangible that you get to create really upon this thinking. But without it, I think people are on the fast track to creating a business that made them want to quit their nine to five in the first place where things feel busy or things feel rushed, where they, they feel out of alignment. So I think at the end of the day, creating your vision, I think sets you up for the success that you want in your business and brings that deep sense of fulfillment that I think people pursue the path of entrepreneurship really to find. I mean, I know that was at least like my journey when it came to going into entrepreneurship. I did the whole went to college, fully believed that I was going to have this fabulous corporate business life within two months of right that that job. I knew that that was not the case. Um, so I went into startups and I worked in companies that sometimes had a vision in mind, other times really just trying to make money. And at the end of the day, I think everyone deserves to feel excited about what they wake up in the morning for. And I think getting clear on your vision allows you to do that, not only for business, but for life as well. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing you talk about this stuff. It's so cool because I get to see this in action in your company. And when you go into meetings and you're like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. And um, if you've ever, for those listening, if you've ever read, uh, I think it's Rocket Fuel that has the integrator and the visionary. Um, we both, you've read this, correct? Or did we read it together or just go over it? Rocket, not Rocket Fuel. There's the other one, Traction. Traction. Traction mm. is the one. Okay. Yes, you're right. Uh, written by the same author. Um, and we kind of looked at like the visionary and the integrator role. And I am much more the integrator and Hannah's much more the visionary. And so it's so interesting seeing how her brain works and getting to hear her speak out loud. A lot of our meetings are, we call them word vomits. And it's just like getting- it Sounds things. super sexy. <laughs> it sounds super sexy. Yeah, it's great. This is That's exactly how we get things done. But um, they're extremely Extremely, I mean, it's just this short period of time. It's extremely productive because by the end of it, you know, you have this way of really, you could say uh, vision casting, um, of, you know, taking what's in your head and bringing it to life. And I think that's super cool. So I'm just, I mean, I admire you for that. And I, I want that kind of talent. I'm the kind of person that I'm like, okay, I have it here. And now I want to break it down into its itty bitty steps. I get very into the details and that can almost muck up the waters a little bit. Like there's mm. definitely a time for that. Um, but I get, I start burring down really fast and it can make me forget what the original idea was. Totally. And you bring up a really good point and it's, there's one about like, people have different talents, right? And we're very different in the way that I feel like I love to live almost with my head in my head in the clouds kind of way and like dreaming up things. And then as soon as we start talking about tactical plans, it's like, oh my God, somebody take me out of this. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, so I think there's like where you feel naturally inclined. But what I would also say, if 
a book I highly recommend is called Start With Why from Simon Sinek. And he talks about the golden circle and it's getting clear on like why we do things, how we do them and what do we do. And what I will say is that if it's hard to create a vision, that doesn't really mean anything, right? I think not everyone... And it's hard because I think visionary just sounds like such a cool word, like everyone wants to be one of them, but it's okay if you aren't. And I think what you can benefit from by at least getting somewhat clear on the things that you're passionate about is that it allows you to hear a visionary talk and allow you to say, I want to get behind that. So it's okay if you can't come up with a vision, but I think you can find one that resonates with you. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind as well. Yeah, no, I agree. And you've taught me that. And I, it's one of those things when, um, when I think I used to think that uh, being an integrator was, um, you know, I, I looked at it very black and white because, of course, the book is like this or this. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I th- but I think of myself as a very creative person. I come up with ideas all the time, but it's not it's how, you know, it's how you go through the process of bringing those to life. It's how you you actually take those ideas and turn them into something. Um, it doesn't mean that you know, and I had to learn this. It doesn't mean that I wasn't creative. It doesn't mean that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't have ideas or that I, you know, there was some barrier or something that I did wrong. It, but it was recognizing of, okay, what are we, what are we good at? Well, I'm really good at making things happen and breaking them down. But a lot of times I need somebody there to be like, Hey, remember, okay. So this was the big picture remember the mm-hmm. big picture. And then like you will be in the meetings and I'm like, Hey, I love the big picture. Now, how are we going to make it happen? And it's, it's a really good, if you can find a friend or somebody to help you, they really balance each other out very well. And it, it, I think it makes for a great team. So, um, how do we, how do, what's the first thing for, so for me, you know, you had me do the golden circle and it was, I loved it. It's a very clear exercise. Um, I'll link the YouTube video in the show notes um, so that people can like watch it and go through. It's re- it, it's actually very helpful, even for somebody like me who doesn't necessarily like the little exercises. And I'm like, I don't want to be in my feelings, but it's, it's really great. And it, it makes it very clear. But how do you keep that front of mind? Or how do you organize the ideas and everything that comes into your head on the daily to make sure that it's aligned with what that vision is. And then we'll get into like, okay, like let's do an exercise and like make this happen. Perfect. Okay, cool. So if we want to stay in like just staying organized, I think that your your vision allows you to create like a filter against the ideas that you're running behind, right? And when I think about being a purpose-driven entrepreneur or helping people create purpose-driven brands, I think at the end of the day, it's super easy to get shiny object syndrome. And I think you have to figure out, okay, well, there's infinite possibility on the table, but what are the very specific and deliberate things that I can select that would help amplify my mission in a greater way? Um, Simon Siddick, again, the author of that book is a phenomenal example. And he's like, well, I believe in 
creating a world in which everyone feels inspired about the work that they do and gets to go home fulfilled at the end of the day. So he says, sometimes there's only like two key leaders who want to hire him for a workshop, um, who will, who will sometimes offer him more money than paying, um, than the people who would pay for a full like auditorium filled place. But then he's able to decide which one is going to expand my impact more. And it's going to be the one where I have more reach and more people and more businesses there. So I think, that would be the first thing I would say, which is going to move the needle in a more substantial way. And honestly, if we were to keep it simple, I think that can be the only filter that you kind of guide things through. So for me, building relationships has always moved the needle faster than anything than I've ever really done. And I think when I tune into myself, I think it's because I feel like I'm a connector and I relate to people and I feel like I can meet people digitally and they feel like friends. So anything that I do to grow my business always points down to what do I know moves the needle for me? It's people. So I will choose connections and meeting people face-to-face over more like passive ways that I think are still phenomenal to do like social media, but I know it's going to take a little bit of time. So I'm always thinking about it in that way. What, what am I good at? That is like really good, like rocket fuel and which one aligns with expanding my impact faster. Yeah. I feel like I need to like actually have this on my wall Mm. and I will repeat it. I've said it in other episodes. Like I don't find myself to be a very woo-woo emotional type of feelings person. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's I never- so interesting that you say that because candidly, I feel like the biggest self-development thing somebody can do is start a business because it holds up a mirror to everything you're great at, everything you're not good at, and every single insecurity that you have. Oh my so God. So it's like, if you start a business, you are taking a crash course and getting to know yourself. <laughs> yeah. It, it. You're right. Oh my gosh. I've never heard it put that way. And that's so true. And it makes, it forces you to do these sort of like internal reflections and like think about things like putting my mission statement on my wall mm-hmm. because it, it actually, I never understood like the kind of like the ROI of it. I never understood, you know, the impact that these made I used to have a um an issue with Pinterest quotes like like a fundamental I was fundamentally against them (laughs) I don't know I don't know why I just thought I was like this doesn't do anything you know you're just trying to say words but you're not taking action but yeah you're right by starting a business and, and learning more about my intentions and have being forced into a place where you know I want to make an impact and I want to do amazing things and but you have to then understand the big picture to know what impact you want to make, to know what impact you're currently making. And that does involve self-reflection, some of the feeling stuff, some of the woo-woo stuff, some of the things that I thought previously thought were not productive are the key drivers of a business. You can scrape everything down. You can just dig, dig, dig. And it goes very on the surface level, or I mean, below the surface, like, very baseline level, everything is, goes back to like core values and how you make people feel and how you feel running your business. All things that I'm like, I would have never, there, there, before I I started business, I wouldn't, I would have thought, no, like, let's look at numbers. Let's look at, you know, like marketing tactics and let's look at like, you know, things that I thought were the needle movers and they absolutely are. 
but that's the stuff that gets distracting because there's so there's always going to be another thing to do. There's always going to be another thing that you could be doing and you have to revisit. Okay. But does it actually, you know, does it actually move forward the mission that I set? Totally. And what's fascinating about that is because I, I like the strategy and everything like that, but a business can look phenomenal on paper and can have the best ideas and the best like profit margin trajectory. But if no one, I think getting in touch with your business also creates something that other people can get behind. And it's like people will hands down get behind a vision of an idealized future more than they will about the potential of this being a profitable business. And candidly, I I think that's how I I think about one of the first people that I I ever hired, um, one of our interns, her name is Kelsey. This bright-eyed young college girl going to a well-known school. I'm like, why does she want to work with me? Like it caused me to level up really fast, but I think it was the vision. And I think that will help you create the right culture. And I think that'll also help you find the right clients as well. And it totally, we can go down an entire rabbit hole here, but it is totally the work of you thinking about all of your pre-child, like childhood and adolescent life. I firmly believe that everyone, maybe by the time they were 17, is already ingrained with the the purpose that they feel like they were meant to have. And I think by, again, it, it does not feel fun sometimes, but a really good exercise, I think, is by looking at your life in chapters, right? And I would say, what did life look like when you were like, five to 12, right? Then what did it look like when you were a teenager in high school? And then what did it look like when you were in college? And then what does it look like post-college? And figuring out who were you at those different stages of life? What was important to you at those different stages of life? And I guarantee you that you will find a common thread. Oh my God, that makes my heart (laughs) palpitate. It like makes me nervous. Like I'm like, oh, that sounds so cool. And I'm like, that's brilliant. I get excited about it. But then immediately I'm like, ah. Totally. And it, it can be, it can be tough for sure. And candidly, I've, I feel like I've shared this with some people. Candidly, I don't think I've ever shared this with you. But like, if I were to look at that exercise, right? Before I was a teenager, like five, again, to 12 or 13, super inquisitive kid. I was really curious, but I was really shy. And to kind of like fast forward and kind of see where we're leading up to, it's like empowering women, right, to create the life that they want. And a lot of that comes down to not seeing that when I was a kid. So like my parents had a a super rocky relationship, like it was not good whatsoever. And I feel like in a lot of ways, my mom is an incredible mom. And I, in a lot of ways, I felt like she was trapped, right? She got married at a young age. She didn't have a higher education. And I think she she loved her kids, but I think that she did feel trapped. And then I kind of move on to that middle stage of life, right? Like 14 to 18 when you were in high school. That's when my parents and I were in a car accident and my mom passed away. And my dad went down this whole like alcohol. It was, it was a rough time, but I think that's where I really developed like my willpower and like little bit of a fighter that I am was like developed in that age. And I knew that I wanted to get out of my small hometown that I was in. I thought education was really my only way to do that. And so then, you know, fast forward 18 to 22, that's when I'm, I become a first generation college student. I, and if we kind of like layer all those things, right. It's like, okay, I really didn't see 
my mom experienced the freedom that I think I would have wanted at her age. I can see when I was 14 and 18, had a rocky relationship with my dad, but that's when I believed that you can figure anything in life out that you need to. When I was 18 to 22, I realized like knowledge and education is what allows you to create those opportunities. Today, the concept behind Female Founded has all of those woven into it. It's about empowering women in business, giving them the resources that they need to create the life that they want, and then giving them that mindset piece that anything that you want to do is possible. So it's like that to me, that's like a really good example. Sounds like a great example. A really great <laughs> example of like chopping up bits and chapters of your life and figuring out like, what is the story that you feel like is actually totally there within you? Wow. That's incredible. Totally. And I think when you go through that, it becomes so, so clear and it becomes like your vision almost becomes like an undeniable thing where you're like, I went through the, and I'm not a woo-woo person at all, but I just feel like you end up realizing like I've gone through these life events at these moments in time and I'm here where I am today with the message to share. And this is the message that it is. And I think that allows you to create something really special. Yeah, no, I agree. And I've had the last couple of weeks, um, I've retold my story just from college, not too long ago, but it was the hardest year of my life. And I've retold that story so many times because I know that it's important. I, I know that people are curious, like just how, you know, I started my own business. It's just, it's a weird thing, you know, to see from the outside, you're like, what is going on? And even retelling that story, I'm like, wow. Like that, you know, the more I experience, the more that story makes sense and the more I'm able to pull from that, but I've never really gone before that story. That's super interesting. Totally. (laughs) You're like, oh man, there's a lot of work that could be done there. There's a lot of work that could be done there. (laughs) So how do you turn like that kind of, so you, you go down and you understand like your why, um, that was something that was very hard for me. And honestly, it was quote fixed. I don't know, like that's not the word, but you know, I, I figured that out via the golden circle, that exercise you had me do. And that why, you know, I, I liked that as um, I'm an Enneagram seven. So if you're Enneagram people, um, or if you're not Enneagram sevens, it's just we are very scattered. We are very excited and energetic, but we like to run in six different directions all at the same time. So what that golden circle really gave me permission to do was say, Hey, you know, it was the first time that I was able to see like the root of what I did and then accept that the, how I do that and what I offer can change. And it should change as people change as like your customers are going to change but the why of what I do will never change. And I was really searching for that anchor because as somebody who is always thinking of a trillion things at once, I I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to hold on to anything. And it was, it was an insecurity because I felt like I was inconsistent. I felt like my interests confused the people around me and they thought I'd be flighty and all these things. But I was like, hold on. Once I, I literally wrote it all down. Um, and I think I named the document like Hannah's business exercise or something. And it is still named that. I know if I ever, I revisit it probably weekly and I literally type in your name to my Google search part and it pulls up the document. Um, but that was like, like kind of life changing because I was like, okay, here's my, here's my, my path. Here's my anchor. 
And, but how do you turn that into, okay, well now what do I do with it? Totally. Yeah. So I think you kind of have like your why, like in your back pocket. Right. And it's like, okay, I know deeply why I'm interested and why I kind of go off into all of these different directions. I know that like burning thing there. And I think when it comes to creating a vision, I think there's like three core components of that. And I think the first one is that that core belief, right? So you know your why, it feels deeply ingrained in you, but what is like a statement that you believe to be true based on the life experiences and everything that you've had, right? So if we think about female founded again, like my core belief is that women should be able to create a business that gives them the life that they want and lets them feel fulfilled at the end of the day. So it's okay. That's, I, I will always believe that to be true. So then I need to look at what, what skills do I have, right? Because ultimately as a marketer, I can find ways to apply my marketing skills to making that vision come true. If I was an accountant, I could believe that women should know their numbers and that's what will allow them to create the business. And right. And so there's a bunch of different facets that that could go in. So I would start listing all the things that you feel like you can do. And here, again, you don't have to get committed to anything. So I think brain dump, right? So for me, I started off as a virtual assistant. I did the marketing thing. So I feel like I know a bunch of VA skills. I know a bunch of marketing skills. Having started a business, I know a lot of like business and brand building skills. So I can like jot all of that down. Um, But then I think the secret sauce kind of comes into your passion. And it's like, what could you always do? Out of those skills, when you spend time doing those skills, what feels like you could do it forever and what feels like it puts you in that state of flow, right? I'm really good with business and finance and I would consider that a skill, um, but that is not a passion of mine. I do not want to do that forever. So then I can start crossing off like the skills that I do not want to dabble in. And I think that will allow me to figure out what I'm passionate about. So I think, again, vision, what is the belief what is the skill that you've identified that you can use to bring that to life? And then to whittle that list of skills down, what is the passion part of it that will allow me to choose the skill that I want to use to execute my, my core belief? Have you read um, Now Discover Your Strengths um, by Marcus Buckingham? I have not. Um, that's a really good one to go. If you're like wondering about, I think it's interesting because it puts like skills but into strengths and it kind of goes into, um, it kind of links skills and passion. Um, but they, you actually like take a quiz and if you buy the book, then you get like access to this quiz and it's super interesting. Mm. And they've got like, I think it's like nine. No, there's more than that. I don't know. There's this, anyway, it's an exercise and, uh, there's, there's like a set of like actual strengths and you fit however many and, one of them, oh, I'm just remembering this on the spot now. There was like something about influence. Um, I think it was, it's called like WOO, like W-O-O and it stands for something, but it's like, you're able to influence others. You're very outgoing. Um, and that's like a strength and is you can kind of rally people behind you. And I, that, that was mine. One of mine had to do with um, like connecting and talking, go figure I love to talk to people. And so, and so that's actually, that was my highest. And it kind of teaches you how to like, think about your strengths in ways to like apply to life. Um, Mm. And just as you were talking, that made me think about that. Oh, cool. Yeah. I need to, I need to look at that one. That one's really interesting. And I feel like 
It's so interesting that you said like connection and like talking to people was one of the highest ones because again, right. There's so many marketing tactics that one could do to grow their business. So if I was someone who knew that it's that in-person connection that really makes me thrive, well, then I might consider an opportunity to enhance that more than an opportunity to create like a completely passive product that doesn't have me in a state of connection and talking to people all the time. And so like, for example, that's a way that I would figure out, okay, solid business idea, but like, do I feel lit up? And if I don't feel like, does this kind of road does this fall? And if it feels like, oh, it really isn't checking that box for me right now of connecting with people and talking to people and fostering engagement and community, well, then maybe that becomes like a back burner thing. So I can start filling my life with the things that do light me up instead. Does that kind yeah. of make sense? No, that totally makes sense. And like, as I'm thinking about this um, and, and, you know, thinking, okay, skills, what are my passions? Like what excites me? Um, and I've revisited this a couple of times. Um, and I'll just give like a example of like this week. So something that really excites me is being on stage and uh, talking to large amounts of people. I would love to be on stage and public speaking, i.e. here's a podcast. The podcast is probably the, my most favorite thing I do in the world. It is just, I mean, everything and more. And it's not an income stream right now. It will be someday. But like, you know, that's just something that I'm building, but I'm so I'm so passionate about it and I believe in it so hard, wholeheartedly that I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this. And then um, this week, you know, I'm looking into starting a YouTube channel. I haven't actually said that out loud, but I'm looking into starting a YouTube channel. And I was speaking to a business friend of mine and, and we were looking at, you know, the different social media channels and different, um, you know, areas that you can kind of fit in. And you, you always feel like you want to be on all of them or you like, you need to be on all of them, TikTok, Clubhouse, Instagram, whatever. She was like, listen, you are going to thrive in the YouTube and the podcast space. These are very long form connection. They are, um, you know, people can listen over and over. There's something that continues to give back. She was like, you don't need to, to be focusing on Instagram. And I was like, excuse me, like that completely blew my mind. And I love Instagram. And it was so almost kind of nice to have somebody else's permission to use Instagram purely as connection, purely as fun, purely as okay, that you know, this is where like you you know my life, that almost like behind the scenes, like we're all friends here. And then the podcast and the YouTube is where I can really like provide value, do more teaching, like all that kind of stuff. And that really aligns with my my skills. I'm I'm a good speaker. I know I am. And, and my passion, I love talking to people. I, I've had several people ask me like, if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I said, talking to people, talking to people. That's all like, if I, whatever I do, it's going to be rooted in talking to people every day. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. And it's like you said, it gives you the permission to say no to things that I would say like fall into the category of like traditional business advice. So I think that's what makes business so unique and so exciting. And that's why I enjoy the work of a strategist because there's so many checklists upon checklists of all the things that an entrepreneur should be doing. But again, if you decide to go down the rabbit hole of trying to do all those things and they don't fall into the alignment of those, all the things that we just talked about, it's going to suck. Like it's not going to be fun. And I think that business should be fun. So I love that you've kind of identified that. It's so exciting. 
let's do this. Let's do this live. Let's, let's work through my issues. <laughs> this is going to be so, so uncomfortable for me. It's so funny that you say that. I feel like there's a common thread in my life of people just saying, okay, I just got to work through my issues. I'm just like, in another life, I was a therapist. I'm convinced. Yes. Yeah. You, if there's something about you just makes you want to spill on my feelings and like figure my life out. Okay. Going along these things, like the statement you'd believe to be true. Um, so I actually pulled up like my, my thing that I filled out the why, the how, the what my why that I, I have is I believe every person deserves to choose how they live their how, wait. I believe every person deserves to choose how they live their life freely and without restriction. I, so that's, I mean, I just, I, it sounds very, I maybe like a blanket statement, but I think you should wake up every day and get to choose exactly what you do with your day and whatever brings you joy and, and live a life completely with daily pieces of joy, which means kind of designing a life that allows that to happen. So then I'm like, okay, skills, my brain dump. I love to talk to people. I love strategy. I am really good at hashing out ideas and getting plans with other people. (laughs) Um, I love connecting with people. I love large amounts of people. I'm very energized by people around me. Um, like large other people, you introverts. I love you so much. This is going to make you have a heart attack. My adrenaline goes up the more people that are around me. I'm like, if I walk into a room of strangers, I'm so excited. I'm going on a solo trip this Saturday. And I know that there's going to be 12 people on the trip. And the somebody said, oh my God, you don't know them? And I was like, yeah, it's so great. And we're going to, we have to room with them. It, it's going to be like the best thing ever. And they were like, excuse me? Like, wait, what do you say? I was like, oh my gosh, I think that's so exciting getting to meet new people. <laughs> like, it just makes my heart rate absolutely skyrocket. And then- my passions that kind of, I mean, that kind of goes back to this is, I mean, literally just me like spilling my feelings. Like when somebody comes to me and they're like, I want to do this. I don't know how to make it happen. Like, I, I just don't, you know, there's like this mental block or something, you know, we, we automatically daily, I think that we, you know, have things that go through our head that we think, oh, just, you know, that can't be me. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. And I really like to challenge that. I'm like, okay, Mm. why not? That's what, like, what else podcast came from? Like, what else can I do? Like, what else is possible for me? What else is possible for anybody? And I like to ask, but well, why not? Like, if you're like, oh, I want to go backpacking through Europe, I want to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, why not? Like, it does, I'm not saying you have to get on a plane right now, but lay it out. Like, what would that take? Why couldn't you do that? Like, are there actually any restrictions? Find out that there's not because you can literally figure out anything. And then you choose if you want to do it or not. That's, that goes into my passions. I'm like, Mm. let's make it happen. You make whatever you want happen. You can design your life to be in any way, shape or form. You can design your business to be. And and I, I, the reason I like entrepreneurship and business and business owners is because you are designing business and life go hand in hand. And you are designing a business that fuels your life and then impacts others' lives. So it's all very synonymous. And this is where my brain turns to mush because I'm like, awesome. That was- I was say, we sound like we're doing so good right now. So where are we? <laughs> that was like, where's the issue? Because I have no idea. It feels like I'm holding a basket of my feelings and I'm like, great, this is goopy and I don't know what to do with it. And nobody's going to buy anything from that. You know what I mean? From a business owner standpoint, I'm like, great. How do I make money? Because here's just my feelings spilled on the floor. I don't think they're necessarily feelings. I think what I was, what I was able to hear from that is that you 
invite people to expand the possibility, to expand the potential of what's possible for them. And I feel like that's something, okay, so you invite people to expand the possibility of what's possible for them so that they can create the life of freedom or whatever, you know, the part that you said. And like, that's a hook, right? Like that, there's so many ways that that can kind of pan out. And when it comes to talking to people, how does a coach feel like you, how does that word stick with you? Because it It feels like if you're able really uncomfortable. (laughs) Why? Because I don't want to claim that, um, title for myself. It's almost, it's similar to, to how I still, oh my gosh, I'm like making a connection. It's similar to how I still think of my anxiety. Like I, for a long time, I said, I will not self-diagnose myself with an anxiety. I've seen my friends, you know, who have that. I've seen them suffer through that. Like I, I know what that's like, and I'll never, you know, say that that's me even though I have been diagnosed, I have now been to a doctor. It is like a thing, but I still, you know, I'm like, that's not me. I don't, I don't know, like claim that because I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't want, it's not, it's fine. Like I'm fine. And with, same thing with a coach. I'm like that. Oh, that's, you know, that's very selfish of me to claim that for myself. Like that's very, even though like I can fundamentally see when I coach people, I know that's what that's called, talking to people and bringing them through a transformation and helping them get from A to B, that would be coaching. But to say that for myself, I'm like, oh no, that's not me. That couldn't be me. And I realize this goes against the whole like thing where I'm talking to other people. I'm like, why not? Why not? Why not? And then I looked in the mirror and I'm like, "Um, I could tell you a lot of reasons why not actually. (laughs) It brings up something so interesting. And so, right, depending on how much you want to lean into this, I think when I think about someone's, we can even use the word purpose, right, or impact that you have lived such a unique life that has given you the perspective that you have. And those life events, for whatever reason, are not the same for other people. So it's like you lived your life and you came up with this core belief in your core message for people, which is about creating life that you want. I feel like my core belief that totally matches what I'm trying to explain here is that like you were born to make an impact and the world would be a better place if you did. And it's like, okay, Sarah. So if you lived your life in this way, you were whatever you want to say, fortunate enough, whatever, to kind of experience the things that you did that allowed you to uncover this possibility for people. Wouldn't it be a shame if you didn't allow people to unlock that for themselves? Yeah. And that's the thing that drives me, right? Like the if I think that people are meant to make an impact and the collective world would be better if people were able to share their gifts in that way. Like that's kind of the work that falls into like how I make strategy different for my clients. It's like, okay, what's the vision? And now we need to do everything we can to make that possible. Because for me, I thrive off knowing people are counting on me. So like, what a shame would it be if I didn't live, use all of these experience in a way that I think that were totally meant to happen in the way that they did. Wow. And it feels like this is almost like me thinking, cause I always went, okay, well, how I turn this into a, how, how I serve people, but it's all, I feel like listening to you, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like it'll kind of come with like, if you're living into your purpose, if you live into your why, if you're like doing, if you're every day waking up and can confidently say like, I'm living in my person purpose and I am helping people, 
you know, I want to get down to the details. I'm like, great. What does this look like? Do I do one-on-one coaching? Do I need to, you know, go reach out and get speaking opportunities? Do I like, what does that, mm-hmm. all those details look like? And that's where it gets really messy for me. And I, I get bogged down. I'm like, oh my God, that's like, I can't, you know, there's so much that can be done. Like I, and then I write this giant to-do list and I'm like, great. I have no idea where to start. I have no totally. idea. Yeah. And what's beautiful, I think about once you get in tune with your vision is that the what, like the mechan, like the vehicles in which you bring that vision to life can totally change. And I think using COVID as an example, I think people who were so in touch with their vision when COVID hit, all they had to do was pick a different vehicle. They did not have to fundamentally change their business, not necessarily strategy, but like why they were in business. They just had to change how they were in business. And I think that gives you so much like freedom and flexibility in that. And it's like you said, okay, which one which one would make the most impact? I think speaking, like you said, sounds like it would be an amazing one to do. And if that was, and leveraging the fact that you are a great speaker, is it finding communities that you can be like a guest, you know, a guest podcast for? Can you do any like virtual conferences to kind of expand the message that you feel like you have? And I feel like that one would be like an amazing thing to do um, that would move your vision forward. And if you feel like, okay, well, and I have this thing called confidence that I'm trying to build up. Well, then maybe finding a one-on-one person that you can coach in tandem with speaking, um, again, appearing as a podcast guest or getting to conferences and kind of like double dip in there, which one's for you, the one-on-one. So you can start really being able to tangibly see the the change that you're making for people and then which one advances the vision, which is like getting in front of people and sharing what you believe to be true. Yeah. And I actually, I mean, I have, I have a one-on-one coaching client and, and mm-hmm. I have several one-on-one clients that I serve in different ways. For instance, you, I wouldn't say that I coach you in like, I'm not your coach, but sort of like in our meetings, you know, I'm helping you walk through these ideas, helping you flesh things out. And I'm like, okay, like I do serve you in that way. And and then I have another client that I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, if I go down to the core of what I do, yeah, I'm just kind of coaching through these things. And then I just, I just brought on a one, a like true one-on-one business coaching client. And I love it. I love it. And now I think I'm comfortable there because she's one of my very good friends. But, and so that also, you know, kind of feeds the, I guess, negative part of my brain who's saying, oh, well, she's just your friend. Like that doesn't count. Like that's not a thing. You know, you you can't really actually do this. Um, but I think that's kind of what, what made me comfortable to do this the first time of, of even, even though it's not my first time doing it, it's not my first, everything I'm telling her things that I've coached other people on, but it's my first time claiming that title Mm-hmm. and saying, okay, this is what I do. This is what I help her with. And I love it. I absolutely love doing it. It's great. Totally. And you bring up a good point. And it's like owning what your vision is and solely finding people that align with that, right? So for example, if this is a vision that's been like in the works for you, for example, right? This is like working, like how the way you and I work together. If you feel like you've recently made this revelation, it's 100% possible that like the container that we have isn't totally like that one-on-one coaching client where you feel like that 
is coaching. And I feel like that's fine because now you know where you are, where you want to be. And I think that's like a wonderful distinction. So I think you need to give yourself the the permission to realize this is an evolving thing that you're finding. And just in the way in like the modern marketing company where we're starting to let go of things and take on new ones, I think that's going to be a part of your journey as well. Realizing I've picked up clients and I've slowly found like there's something that I like about here. There's something that I like about this other one, but this one is where all of them come together. And that's the one that's totally aligned. And I think you can say that is my new like ideal client. And then you can find people that are just like them because you don't have to today try to figure out why you're doing everything that you're doing, right? You don't need to try to make the pieces fit. I think you can say, I now know the puzzle piece that needs to go next to that one. And I can start building over there. And I think that can give you the freedom to try to not have to justify why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah. But you, when you said, um, owning your vision, it, it does, you know, this is me trying to break things down into steps. Cause I always do. It's like, okay, you know, we actually like take a look, write down the vision, find what it is, do the work, do the golden circle exercise, do the exercise that we just did with the statement and the skills and the passion. I'm like, okay, do that. And then it's like a whole nother like step in, in the task to then own it. But I like that it's not a step to, okay, now figure out what you're going to do with it in its exact terms and exactly how, like, that's not part of it. As much as I like try and make it fit into some sort of thing that I want it to be, I couldn't have thought about how my business would change over the just, you know, this first year. And I couldn't have seen like how I started versus now is very, what I do is very different. Totally. So to it's you know, but I, I forget that. And then I, I'm like, no, I, I, re- I have to have this figured out. I have to know this, this vision. I have to know like where I'm going. I have to know the purpose. I have to know blah, 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 blah. Like, but hold on, hold on. You got like your why and you are confident in your why. And we're going to work on owning that vision. And then everything kind of, I like the puzzle pieces. Like, okay, just put the puzzle pieces in place that you Mm -hmm. have right now just do the next step just do the next thing and just keep going and it'll build and like two just quick things because I know we're about to come to time but I think one of them is owning your vision is not a checklist item it's a practice it's every day choosing that that's going to be what you move the needle forward on and with every new interaction that you have stating that this is my vision and this is how I bring it to life so again kind of giving yourself I know you're a checklist person and realizing like if it feels like it isn't totally checked off I would say this is a practice not a task and that's I think when it becomes a practice you can figure out how do I inject my vision into the discovery calls that I have how do I inject my vision into the emails that I write and that will forever be like an ongoing thing so it's not like a one undone you get to bring it with you like for the ride and then I think the other one is patience right I think we do live in a world where it's like instant gratification and I think someone can experience so much in their first year in business, um, but it's only a year, right? And you have to give yourself the space to accept that that's the reality. And it's been given that everyone had a ridiculous 2020, it feels like that one year feels more like five, but it's only one. And in your second year in business, you might discover something that completely like 
lights your heart on fire in a way you didn't even realize was possible. And that was like female founded for me. I started these mastermind groups thinking I was going to help people with marketing because that's what I was passionate about. And I was on these calls and realizing, oh my gosh, no, like I am coaching women way past the strategy, but it's like their mindset and their ability to bring that strategy to life. And that was what like unlocked this thing. I didn't even realize was a thing. And when you'd have those moments, you give yourself permission to change your mind and say, this is the new thing that I have because it feels like so right. It doesn't feel just like this brand new idea. It feels like you've unlocked a new purpose for your being. And I think that's when you realize you're onto something that's not just fleeting. Oh my gosh. This is this has been so awesome. I knew this would be good. I, I knew I would get uncomfortable. I knew I'd get in my feels. But I mean, for those listening, I hope it helped you. My God, for me to, you know, go through that emotional turmoil so that you could learn. I'm just kidding. But um, I mean, these exercises like this, I'm going to listen to this podcast again and again, whenever I feel disconnected. I want, you know, it's really important. I know it's really important to recenter yourself, realign, make sure that everything that you're doing does go along with your purpose. And Hannah, I knew you'd be the person to, to help with this. Where can people find you? Where can people follow along with you? Uh, if they're like, I need, I need to connect with this chick. Totally. I think you can find me on Instagram. That is, it's so funny that we say that, right? That That's one of the business checklist items I've ignored, but I'm on there. You can go to at Hannah Maria Oliva and you can find me there. And my own personal website, you can find all the different ways that you can work with me, whether that's through Female Founded, one-on-one coaching at the Modern Marketing Company, just go to hannahmarialiva.com and you'll find all the things I got cooking there. You're the best. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, First of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post and that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.